Hi, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm so excited to be here again, as Tim had mentioned, saw each other last year this time. I always love this conference, uh, so hopefully you guys are learning a lot. But um, my name is Kim Gerhardt. I'm with the FinTech Interactive. I've been doing a lot of work over the last 20 years, working with both FinTech and on, um, banks, traditional banks, and then was also around during the rise of a lot of FinTech. And the thing that really excites me is looking at the blend between the two and the use of data tools and technology. And I think that really the power of, of FinTech is really, uh, for a lot of people you know, sitting in this room right now, it's the power of FinTech is really reaching you know, those consumers within our nation that may have been underserved in the past uh, from our financial service ecosystem. So I'm, I'm, thrill I'm thrilled to be here. I think this is a really important topic. Um, way back when, you know, a lot of the questions were really, how do we get more un unbanked or underserved people banked? It was totally the wrong question to ask. It was totally the wrong question to ask because the products um, that made that are suited and designed for people like you and I, um, they're not designed for everyone that's living in this in this country. So it's less about getting unbanked people banked in the traditional sense, but it's more about designing the products and and creating different ways and really understanding customers to create the products that work for them the, in the way that they want to work for them in the channels that they want to work for them. So I'm really I'm really thrilled to be here. Um, the role of inclusive product design really is creating that exceptional customer experience, engagement. It's a way to attract new customers of traditionally underserved uh, commun communities. But the big thing here is too, is that it's more, it's more about, it's, it, sure, it, there's a societal impact, which we should all be proud about, but there's also um, an opportunity for traditional FIs to also grow their business, right? It's hard to attract new customers. So you really want to create those products that are engaging with the customers that you bring in. And it just creates another opportunity for new, new customer segments. Um, so I am thrilled to be here right now with Gosha, and I'm going to uh, apologize in advance, no Go Gosha Tomaszewska from Commonwealth, an amazing organization, an amazing organization, nonprofit with 20 plus years of consumer research and financial tool, tool deployments, working on these issues. So 20 years of customer research is sitting right here that we're gonna try to boil down in 20 minutes. Um, and then Rishi Ahuja from Cash App, who here doesn't know Cash App, um, fintech app making banking more relatable and simple to its 53 million transaction active customers. So these aren't just people that are signing up for the app. These are people that are actually using it. Um, so I'm really, I'm really thrilled to be joined by, by both Gosha and Rishi. So Rishi, why don't you just give a quick introduction of yourself and, and what is it that you're, you've been doing at Cash App? Sure thing. Um, can you all hear me okay? This audio working great. Sweet. Uh, nice to meet you all. I'm Rishi. Um, I've spent my entire career focused on consumer finance and technology and really thinking about like how we can build better tools for people with less money. Uh, for me, that started with the financial crisis. I think you could look down my street in San Jose, see every other house with a foreclosure sign and made it pretty clear to me this was worth spending my life on. So that took me to the Ireland to study how the crisis played out across Europe, took me to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau where I worked for two years uh, under Director Cordray at the time. 
uh, some startups, both in India, here in the US, and now most recently at Cash App. And at Cash App, uh, what I've really been focused on is our team building our banking services. And we're trying to figure out how to make a set of banking services that are more easy to use and relatable for our customers and kind of drive the financial outcomes that they're looking to achieve. And most recently was involved in building our savings product, uh, which we rolled out a couple of uh, months back. So that's kind of a little bit about me and my background at Cash. Awesome, thank you. And then Gosha, why don't you introduce yourself? Awesome, hi everyone, good to be here. My name is Gosha, as Kim mentioned. I'm the Senior Director of the Innovation Lab at Commonwealth, which is a national nonprofit based in the US really working to address the needs of folks uh, living on lower matter incomes through changes in the financial system. So we work a lot with financial institutions, with, with fintechs. Um, yes, we have uh, 20 years of experience. I did not do all of that research of 20 experience. I have been in the field for 15 and uh, uh, like Rishi, uh, really working on financial security and opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, my team has spent the last five years really looking uh, at non-financial factors uh, to financial security. Of course, uh, you know, having resources and access and money is the most important, but you know, uh, we were looking, can you design uh, you know, apps, financial products in a way uh, that really focuses uh, systematic change, not just behavioral change in people? So that's what we've been working on, and I'll talk a little bit more about what we found and some examples, um, including uh, a cash app um, of how inclusive design works uh, uh, for that specific target market. Thank you. So. Um, Gosha, a lot of the work that you've been doing is is really developing the um, financial products that are really centering around the needs, wants, and aspirations of people in low to moderate income families. Um, based upon all of the research, well, not all of the research because you haven't been or, you're, you haven't been doing all of it, but based upon the research that has been building upon the research, building upon more research. Um, what is it? Because I'm sure that there's a lot, are there a lot of product managers in the room? Anyone? No one. <laughs> okay. What is it that he should be doing, <laughs> right, when he's thinking about um, creating products with more positive experiences for customers? You know, can you touch on the highlights of the, of the research? Uh, sure, sounds good. I mean, uh, you know, as I said, we've been doing this research specifically in this sort of uh, space of human-centered design for the, you know, last five years and came up with some tenants, you know, an actionable insight to kids. Even if you're, your product managers are not here, you can look it up on our website, buildcommonwealth.org. Um, one of the tenants, and, you know, as I said, Cash App is already doing some of the things, and uh, that's why you're on, they are on this panel, but... Uh, you know, one of the tenets of, uh, you know, human-centered financial design is really focusing on the journey of the person, right? Like on the steps or on building or meeting people where they are, both in terms of where they are in their lives. You know, there might be, you know, it could be positive or negative things, right? Uh, death in the family or having a child or a marriage or uh, job loss, right? But like meeting them there, but also meeting them there in the sense of like creating little steps to take them to financial security. And actually, we did a, a survey uh, of 650 people, folk, you know, oversampled for Black and Latinx uh, around contactless payments. And we found that 79% of people said if there was a savings product within a, uh, within a, uh, their payments app, they would use it. And Cash App uh, is already doing that, which is super exciting. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, because that's really uh, exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think our internal research talking to our customers affirmed what you all found is in addition to it, which was our customers were asking us, like, hey, we want a seamless place to save in your app, 
a way to move money outside of our kind of core spending balance to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think it was important to kind of really listen to what our customers were asking for. They weren't asking for a savings account. They weren't saying, I need a separate sign up account. <laughs> they were saying, I just want somewhere separate to put my money. And if you take them at their word and actually just like listen to like what they're asking for, like that can be achieved in a variety of different constructs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be like a formal savings account. So I think like for us, it was trying to figure out how do we actually just listen to what our customers are asking for, a seamless way to just move money into a separate pocket that they keep for another purpose, uh, and give some like fun aspects of that design that made it really easy to use to kind of serve that need that we were coming up from our customers and also seeing in great research like what Commonwealth had. So definitely not a passbook savings account. <laughs> what is a passbook? <laughs> I am old enough. I am old enough. Uh, to know that, I guess another thing, another tenant is really around community networks, right? And building in within your products ways that people th that they can communicate with uh, with others, learn. Um, one of the th another fintech that we work with, we do also a lot of uh, research, sort of newer even than this, uh, investing, making investing accessible to women of color, um, and we started working with Public.com, uh, who already had a lot of, of these features, right? There is a uh, place for people to talk to each other and we actually uh, in the research looked at sort of the peer group and we also had mentors and people really liked being able to talk to each other so incorporating that and really um, uh, into the app and then you know public after working with us continue to like improve their product their onboarding right so this is what we do we work with fintechs uh, we work with a sort of larger my uh, sister you know sister team at the accelerator working with sort of larger companies to be able to impact how they're doing business uh, with their customers, but also often with uh, uh, their employees. But I'm wondering, Risha, is there anything on the Cash App platform that's sort of more uh, connects people, they're able to connect and... Uh... Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, our app as a whole started with that premise, that people uh, connect over money, that money is an essentially a social utility, and that moving money between human beings, P2P, apps was like where we started. And that is what really we saw this incredible growth of, of just how do you seamlessly move money between individuals. And I think that that's kind of animated a lot of the work that we've done where we've expanded where you now can just not only send cash to a person, but you can send a gift card to another person. You can send a stock to another person. So I think it's making other financial assets inherently social as well. And then there's also this like dynamic of how teens relate to their parents on a financial platform. Like we have a family's account now within Cash App so that a sponsor and a teen can interact and have this relationship that's like mediated through Cash App's tools. So I think that in so many ways, managing your money is a social process and we have built that into the DNA of our product from day one. I, one thing to add, I mean, you guys are also fanatics at, at pop culture right, and, uh, you know, rap songs and, of like, rap artists, over two, 200 of them are already giving shout-outs to Cash App. So it's, I think that you guys have done a phenomenal job at really, um, you know, immersing yourselves into the community. And um, I think that that really helps to garner a lot of trust, mm -hmm. right, in the same way. Because, like, look at banking right now. And, I mean, how many people here are really trusting the bank? system. It's like it's, and it permeates across everyone. It doesn't matter, you know, your social strata. It's like trust is trust. 
Um, so I think, you know, and, and you've hit on this in your research is like the, the um, you know, being able to, to resonate with other people and not feeling like you're doing this on your own and that you could identify with others um, helps to kind of bring people along. No, for sure. That's what I was talking about in terms of uh, social networks. But mm -hmm. I also think um, which cash up in a lot of the fintechs that we talk, you know, that we work with or we sort of work with them is really the importance in understanding the wants and needs and aspirations of, of folks that you're trying to serve. And I think if you do, then you're really able to connect and build trust uh, for those folks. Um, and also, you know, we're talking about design, right? So really thinking about visuals that are, uh, you know, uh, touch on those aspirations. Um, some work we have done was around uh, 529 accounts, which are uh, savings accounts for kids, for those of you who might have kids or just know. Um, and really, you know, uh, finding these things uh, that connect sort of the, uh, sort of show that both the provider and the uh, customer are like going towards the mission, whether it's saving for your child, whatever might be motivating you, but like building that into the product, whether it's through images or words, uh, really focusing on that. Um, uh, I think it's really important. And so I, I know that the emojis, please <laughs> yeah. go there, please uh, go there. <laughs> I mean, we, we decided when we built our savings product that it was really important to just make it a little fun that we heard from our customers time and time again, that money can often be a stressful thing, and that kind of decreasing the level of intensity through kind of some interesting kind of fun animations can actually just mean a lot. Uh, so we decided to make custom-drawn emojis <laughs> that customers could add to their savings goals as just a fun way to kind of commemorate something hard that they were trying to do. And a lot of folks really like them. And I think it's really important not to lose sight of those moments of delight when building a financial services product, ultimately you're still trying to make a human have a good experience. And we found that a cash app, I mean, having people draw images on their card when they order it, having an emoji on your savings balance, like these are the small touches that makes it a fun product to use and we think are really important and kind of core part of the brand that we're trying to build. Yeah, I think it's really important. Like a stress is a high uh, sort of, for many people with financial lives, but especially people living on low and moderate incomes, but you know, people still want joy and uh, and sort of, I am a little bit curious in terms of, because I think that relates to the point I was trying to make before in terms of like saving goals that people, can they customize or are there like standard goals that people can choose? Because I think that's very motivating for folks. Yeah, so we started with just like a set of, call it like 10 different emojis that we thought reflected different kind of characteristics, like an umbrella with like raindrops for like a rainy day fund or like a sick face, <laughs> like dealing with some sort of health thing to kind of, I mean, not make it a, super a, heavy. A baggy eyed, a baggy eyed emoji with there. a baby <laughs> in their hands. Probably should have one. Uh, I think there's like a home and a family one too. So we try to cover some like use cases we know would be there. I think that there's infinite amount of cases why someone might be saving and in the future you could imagine someone could write what that is or add an image of some kind. We decided to start there to kind of keep the designs like simple, but over time we could expand it. Kosha, what about um, another tenant, dignity and respect? Um, I think I touched a little bit upon it, especially when Rishi was talking about trust. I think, you know, um, really, Focusing on the positive, right? Again, financial lives can be stressful, especially for people living on low amount of incomes, uh, which, you know, as we all know, are, you know, 
in this country and most countries, women, uh, folks of color are overrepresented, right? So thinking about how to make it a positive experience, right? Even though it could be stressful, what are some of the ways you can build into the product that, uh, that make it uh, a little bit more positive? Um, so that's um, really, I think, some, something important. You know, like, uh, you know, don't say, um, you know, if you don't get to this, you're you're not gonna have enough for your rent. But like you know, put it in a you know, the, make the messaging very positive, right? Like you know, two more two more uh, saving us twenty dollars, and you're getting to your goal. So sort of looking at that, um, and and making sure that the again imaging, but also the 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 words and the design are sort of um, uplifting and creating jo uh, joy for folks. So. Rishi, the cash app product is definitely resonating with the market. And just to share some stats. So um, I'd mentioned 53 million transacting actives in 2023. It was 39 million transacting actives in 2021. So it's like a, amazing growth. So it's like the product is definitely resonating in the market. Um, and you've talked about a number of different, different things that uh, you guys having inclusive de design embedded within your DNA is, is what you had said. What, what other things come to mind that we haven't already talked about um, that really helps to create these products that are relatable and magically simple? Yeah, um, I think it, it also just starts from spending a lot of time with your customers. When we set out to build a savings product, the first thing we did is had a series of workshops in person with like 15 to 20 customers, just trying to understand like what motivated them to save, what was working for them, what was not at just a foundational level. And then at, over the course of like building this product at every stage, putting actual designs in front of customers and be like, hey, walk through this Figma with me. What makes sense? What doesn't? What's resonating? What's not? And having a bunch of iteration cycles like that. So I, I think at, at any point, not being wedded to what your initial conclusion was, being willing to change and iterate on those designs over time. And practically what that means is just a lot of hours spent with people who are gonna use your product. And there's no real way to shortcut that. It just takes some time. And so I think we are just committed as an organization to spending that time. And we think it's gonna lead to like better products in the long run. Uh, but there's no question that like it takes a lot of work to like put those cycles through with your consumers every time. So no preconceived notions. Ideally not. And be <laughs> customer obsessed. Um, so I know that, I mean, you've learned along the way, right, with your product and design of your product. And you've been helping customers through a lot of the different projects, right? And, and sometimes there are some surprises or things that you didn't know. You know, what, what kind of comes to mind as to something that either, you know, something you learned from or something that tripped you up? And because all of this is going to be useful information for the people sitting in the room. I think for us, just being kind of willing to put something out of the market and listen to your customers and what they're looking for and improve it over time. Uh, so I think for a while, way back when, like the balances for Cash App uh, were not FDIC insured. But a lot of our customers expressed that that was really important to them. And so we made sure that now when they order their cash card, their balances are FDIC insured. And I think it was just being willing to like listen to what those asks are, continue to improve the product, and make sure that your eyes and ears are open to what your customers are saying so that this continues to be a better form of utility for them over the long run. I think it's just been kind of really fundamental to us. And we're never going to get it right always from the start. It's about how do you keep making incremental progress towards the best product you can make. 
Yeah, I would say that's my biggest uh, takeaway as well. We do a lot of consumer research and really, again, it's very obvious and not surprising, but you know, but I think st uh, some folks still miss it, but really listen to your uh, end users, right? And I think one thing that I would add to that is that by listening to those who are most in uh, excluded from the financial system, those living on low and moderate incomes, uh, you really are uh, sort of working on the curbside effect. So by creating products that are work for them, you make it easier and more accessible for everyone. So in the end, you'll end up with uh, more uh, customers um, anyway. So I think that, you know, uh, it's actually helpful to focus on that population, uh, you know, for the larger uh, growth of uh, your business. What about other, other challenges or ways that people have been tripping up? Or sometimes it's an iterative process. Anything else? Any other learnings or advice that you could give to folks as they're thinking about inclusive design? Mm -hmm. Nothing else comes to mind. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think we might be. Yeah, nothing, nothing comes to my mind either, interestingly. Questions? Do we yeah, have time for questions? Or do, are you guys doing questions in these things or no? Yeah, if you guys have any questions, please. Oh, I guess I have one. I have one more thing. I guess I sort of touched upon it in the in the sort of my last answer. But I will say, you know, uh, creating these products, and I think Cash Up is a good example. And other partners that we work with, I think it's you know it's not just for social equity, right? By doing this, you're also expanding your uh, business case because again, they're easier to access. They're easier to. Uh, work so you know uh, um, yeah it's both you know it's like not just social equity but also business growth I think that you're getting to through um, inclusive design and also too it's stickiness right I mean if you can really wow customers with a very you know in compelling product the with that's addressing the stuff that they need the way that they are asking for it you know, it's, 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 we, and we've learned very recently in this industry that people can pick up and switch very, very easily, <laughs> right, these days. So if you're able to really create products that resonate with the customer segment, um, it's helping you in the long run um, because, again, those customers are stickier and you're actually doing good for them and also doing good for your business as well. I am so pleased uh, to have spent the time with both of you. These guys are experts in this, so please, please um, reach out to, to Rishi and to Gosha um, about this. They, there's a lot of work and experience that they are bringing to bear, and I'm sure that they would love to chat with you. But thank you both. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you.